welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma radiated with both its parents tragically killed before its eyes, and aired live every other week, only on the Non-Productive Network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Ken and Pete. Hey, Ken and Pete. Hey, how's it going? Griebelgork. It's actually been quite a while since we've seen Ken. Ken, how are you feeling? Good, good. It's great to be back. All right. We want to keep it comics focused, so enough with the personal uh, I'm drama. sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I'm we sorry. don't yeah, really yeah, get yeah, Just yeah. keep it on the comics. Thank yep, you yep, very yep. much. Uh, Pete, you're, you've been here. Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've been around. I'm, 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 I'm still dealing with the uh, the explosive gonorrhea. But, um, <laughs> okay. We yeah, rank and review... Wait a minute. We rank and review comics from best to worst. That's mint, near mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies, and try to give you some good advice. Tell you what to read and what to better, what's better to avoid it. Try and fail right so this a special episode we're going to focus on marvel legacy uh marvel legacy number one has come out it's been out for like about a week i think right Mm -hmm. uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast and uh we are going to review this from the perspective of comic book fans from multiple eras of reading yeah if there's an effect on that it's going to sound tight it's gonna sound real good. If I we believe put you. A, like a, we put a, like a reverb on that. It's gonna sound really cool. But you won't. I I, if, I hope I don't forget because then I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Guy. Marvel Legacy is uh, it's the new thing that's happening in Marvel after Secret Empire. It's it's kind of like the start of a new season for Marvel Comics. Yes, that's the way good. things have been going, and it's it's uh, it's what they call a jumping on point. Right, the uh, the mythic jumping on point mm. that will somehow get people to start reading comics again. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's going to be less intimidating. You're not jumping in right in the middle of a story. People are afraid of numbers, and if the numbers are too high, they won't pick up the book. They're uh, too ba- heavy with numbers. Actually, bad point. Well, <laughs> they're going back to the original <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, with the Marvel legacy, a lot of the Marvel books are going back to what they are referring to as the original numbering. Right, which which means that they are taking back from when Marvel decided to start almost everything up again with number one issues, and they are taking those number, uh, taking those books, and however many volumes have come after that, adding up all those numbers and adding it to the total of the original numbering. <laughs> there are two kinds of comic book fans, guys. There's people who who have followed that conversation are riveted, and others who are like, what? Yeah. I got into comics, so I don't have to do math. So basically, Thor is going from issue 15 to issue 700. Right. Now, um, let's do a quick roundtable of ourselves and where we're at at comic books in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is what's going to make the uh, conversation interesting, I think. Right. Because we're all coming at it from uh, from different perspectives right now of how, how closely we've been following the Marvel Universe. Right. I personally have been reading uh, almost nonstop. I've been reading most of the books and keeping tabs on what's going on in most of the others mm-hmm. that I haven't been reading. Yeah. So uh, I've been read- following very closely with the Marvel Universe. Pretty consistently throughout the last through big epochs, which we will discuss briefly in the next couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, except for a couple of years in the in the early 2000s. I've been reading pretty steady from 1991. Wow. Crazy. Uh, I am a, you know, a comic book fan from a young, young age, mm-hmm. but I uh, uh, probably stopped reading about two or three years ago uh, regularly. Yeah. I, there were sp- uh, specific books I did follow and lots of stories that I try to catch up on. For example, I only just got into Miss Marvel within the last two years, yeah. uh, Ms. Marvel. 
And, um, you know, it, it's as a standalone. I'm not really following the big epic storylines, the plots, the big seasons yeah. that, have, that Marvel has been doing recently. Uh, I did start dipping back in. One, because, you know, I do this podcast. Uh, so I'm a little like, I'm caught up with the background of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I only started reading maybe a few issues ago as they were exiting out of their latest big um, uh, I guess, Secret story Empire. Rest. Secret, Secret Empire. Empire. Which, again, we will describe in a bit. How about you, Ken? Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't read a Marvel book in a long time. I think I started... Ken, who's Thor? Uh, Thor is the son of Odin. No. Uh, Who's uh, Captain America? He used to switch plays with a guy named Don Blake. Who? All right. (laughs) All right. Yeah. No, but I mean, no, going back, uh, I think one of the last Marvel books I I remember even reviewing, I think, was when Axis was going on, that that big event with the Red Skull and uh, Onslaught merged. Oh, my God. I forgot it even happened. Yeah. Because it had that much of a last And that whole thing just kind of started really turning me off. And then I think I was there when we reviewed the first issue of uh, Secret Wars. And I read that and I was Mm. I knew I was completely done after that. So I haven't picked a book up since. Right. Little Kenny's had some event fatigue. Right. Event fatigue is a very real thing. It is. In about a minute, we're going to attempt as in like for the the length of the minute, uh, we're going to attempt to catch you up with as many different eras of marvel as we can and we're gonna actually i'm gonna ask pete to be our our guide we i get ken and i are gonna try to like keep you in the reins uh like remind you of things like axis but uh one thing leads to another leads to another with these storylines so where do we want to kind of start where's a good time for us to to start this entire uh where marvel has gone wow dude that's uh that's one of those heavy pre-production kind of questions isn't it though uh Oh, let's see. Probably best to go back to when uh, Brian Michael Bendis really took the helm as far as crafting stories for Good. overarching Good. stories for Marvel, because that's when things started to get really tightly integrated. Uh-huh. Are we going back to, say, like the Marvel Now era a couple years back? You know what? I was going back to... Before that. I was going back to the Secret War. Okay. Not, not the original 80s se- Secret Wars that you may have the toys from. But Bendis' Secret War, where a bunch Great of superheroes uh, got drafted against their will, basically, uh, to take over Latveria. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting story. Uh, that set the seeds for uh, Civil War, uh, where the Marvel superheroes were divided against each other. Which I think is a great jumping on point for this podcast for listeners because you're familiar with it from the movie, probably. Even if you're just a yeah. very like light... It was world. very similar to the Captain America right. Civil War movie. Right. Hero versus hero, etc. Yes. Uh, then there was the Secret Invasion. Uh, which was when scrolls came and it turns out most of our heroes, or many of them, were not actually our heroes all this time. They were aliens. Indeed. Uh, but that... That mostly people got better after that. <laughs> of course. Oh, that's right. Dark Reign was after Secret Invasion. Because... Uh, that's where the bad guys started running everything. Yep. Uh, because we didn't trust the heroes anymore, apparently. Uh, then we that, went to Siege. Yep. Siege ended the Dark Reign, uh, where Asgard crashed to Earth. Very, very strange stuff. Uh, I'm going to skip a whole mess here. Oh, please do. World War Hulk and after uh, Smash. That was before that, but I was, yeah, we're going to get rid of the whole yeah. hammer thing. The ha- hammer was uh, Dark Reign. No, 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 no. The actual heroes with hammers thing. Oh, God, where, where everybody was <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. Uh, there was a thing where everybody was the Hulk. That's right. 
Um, now there's a thing where everybody's Venom, but that's skipping a lot. Uh, that's going on right now. Uh, then we had the Avengers fighting the X-Men. Oh, Avengers X-Men. First yeah. the Avengers and the X-Men were friends. Then they then they, they fought each other. Then the Phoenix showed up and turned a few of the X-Men into the Phoenix. And they, they just ruined everything. Uh, you know what? Then a bunch of stuff happened, and we got to Secret Wars. That's right. Okay. The, the new Secret Wars. Okay, so Secret War, uh, Secret Wars. I always mess up the uh, yeah because it's the number stupid. Marvel is really ch- trying to confuse you. They had by Secret naming Wars things so similar. Then Secret Wars two. Yeah, then Secret they had uh, the Secret War. Yeah. Then Secret Wars uh, again. Yeah. But without the word again to make <laughs> yes, it be hard. Correct. Correct. Right. Because Secret War Secret Wars again is well, going to be next su- next summer. Right. Uh, well, we had a Spider Man in the Secret Wars at some point in there too. Yeah, I think there's like <laughs> five of them in the Secret Wars. Oh, God, we completely skipped Spider-Verse. Yeah, no, but I know. No, that. No. <laughs> we don't need that. Secret Wars uh, basically rebooted the universe. Right. I'll put it that way, uh, to sum that up. So now, basically anything that came before that maybe doesn't count. Right, and the purpose, I think, of Secret Wars was really to first bring Ultimate Universe into line mm-hmm. with the rest of the Marvel Universe, and also to make the Marvel's mo- uh, comic universe more in line with the cinematic universe. There yeah, are little right. things, like certain characters look more like their movie counterparts. Um, mm-hmm. Some backgrounds and personalities have changed. It was a, a deliberate attempt to freshen things up, and a first for Marvel. Marvel did not typically reboot its universe like yeah. DC does. We actually did a show about that a number of years ago. Yes. And in the last few years, Marvel has, in the new kind of Marvel that has generated out of of Secret Wars, experimented with f- flexing their muscles on things. For example, we have uh, a new Thor. The, the Thor yeah. who's currently Thor is a woman. And it's actually, uh, do we have to still say spoiler? I, I don't think so. Though? It is... Um, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. I almost you know, Natalie Jane. Portman from the movie. Right. Uh, we have, uh, it, instead of Captain America, Captain uh, Steve Rogers was aging throughout a good portion uh, of this yeah. storyline. A new Captain America is... Sam Wilson. Sam Falcon, Wilson. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Wolverine, pretty dramatically, a number of years ago now, Yeah, I'm died. surprised at how long Wolverine stayed dead. Yeah. He, Although after Secret War, Old Man Logan showed up from the Old Man Logan verse. Right. Uh, and, uh, and basically was fulfilling the role of old Wolverine. Exactly. But now X-23 yeah. is, is the Wolverine. Right. There was a lot of interesting and surprisingly long-legged versions of these characters. Mm-hmm. And they, they lasted longer than everybody had given them credit yeah. for. A lot, a lot more diverse Sure. And a lot newer and different takes on a lot of Marvel's classic characters. Amadeus Cho is Hulk. Right. We have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur instead of the old Moon Boy. And uh, I think probably the most successful of all of them has been Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. Right. And uh, with that Fabulous, comes n- by the way. new numbering and uh, new, new everything. Yeah. The attempt to bring all these fans Allegedly, to bring those fans that were or longtime fans that had fallen out of comics and people who were just found out about comics from the successful movies into the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. It didn't do too well, long term. Yeah. Uh, sales have been suffering throughout comic industry. I can't say that it's because of these initiatives, but... The, They're the, probably not helping. They may not be helping. 
Uh, and this event, Marvel Legacy, is an attempt to bring back and honor the Marvel Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, things like this tend to get really hyper-emotional. People tend to put yeah. a lot of baggage on change in comics because it's this illusion of change thing is a big deal. People, so A lot mm-hmm. of people cannot handle it when, when something that they're used to changes, and a lot of people get very upset when something that has changed changes back. I don't get any of that. I don't understand <laughs> the passion and the anger. I, I don't know about getting it, but I mean, we saw a lot of it when DC decided to revamp itself years ago. Yeah. And, and the outcry of positive and negative to it. And then now they're kind of back with this whole rebirth thing in a way where they're uh, they flipped uh, everything again. I'm not even going to go ago. into DC hey, right now. So it's like, one at a time. I think, I think DC, at least from what I'm seeing, is still having its own little identity crisis. I think Marvel not literally, kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again, from this is kind of learning from some of the mistakes that they made and maybe some of the other companies yeah. Have, yeah. have made. I, uh, I'll say I, I can I can speak to the fan that's upset about the way they handle things a lot mm-hmm. uh, because when when they when they get rid of a character and replace it and then decide oh no never mind we're going to bring the old character back if they ignore everything that's gone on even with the character that we didn't like the new character yeah the right. the, the new character if they just erase that and pretend it never happened uh, you know I feel cheated. Yeah, because well, uh, you've invested I, the time exactly. and the money and everything into and I've, this. And I, I have followed this story, and now you turn around and tell me that story didn't matter at all. It didn't happen, really. Right, absolutely. And I, I don't like that. Even if you... I, I Personally, and I know a lot of people hold this up as the gold standard of awful, but I didn't even mind Spider-Man Brand New Day. Okay. Where Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson make a deal with the... A literal deal with the devil... To say that your entire marriage just magically vanishes away. Right. I don't even mind that because it's an actual in-story thing. You know, there's an in-story explanation for why everyone is ignoring what I read. And you can actually go back and, you know, undo that at some point if you felt like it. But there's a, there's a, there's a story. There's, there's a story reason and I'm okay with that. I may not like it, but I'm okay with it. Well, are there uh, non-story reasons in these books? I mean, I always think that there is something. The universes collide together, and now no one remembers things. A lot of times there are. A lot of times there aren't. Uh, oh, at yeah. the moment, I'm try- I'm struggling to uh, think of one. We may be on the cusp of one happening in Legacy. Oh, really? Which uh, I- I- I'll get into later. Yeah. I- it- for me, it's a mixed bag. I get liking your characters that you've loved for years mm-hmm. and not wanting to see them change and then also not a feeling cheated out when you do have a character that you love that was a changed updated character that gets reverted back but ultimately like there is sort of a contract with the reader and the writers and the creators of this is that this is you know we're do we're dealing with the illusion of change and i think the end of the day it all comes down to how well it was executed mm-hmm. i think we tend to especially fans we tend to point fingers at each other at different camps and say you know you're wrong you're you, this you're un- unequivocally wrong you're just doing this for for publicity or you're doing this because of whatever mm-hmm. but i think ultimately like a lot of this comes down to how well it's executed uh, I think the best example for me would be Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was a character before Kamala Khan came along, but the way they treated Kamala Khan's ascension to the role of Miss Marvel 
was awesome. It was totally in mm-hmm. universe, and we did a podcast on this. And what was great about it was it didn't seem arbitrary. It even seemed like it celebrated fandom. Yeah, because and she was a fan. She of the was original a fan Ms. of Ms. Marvel. Marvel. That's why she picked up the mantle. And after Ms. Marvel moved on to a, um, um, yeah. more interesting for the character's career. I, so and like actually, it, it I think it, I think that was handled very well because there was a, there was a good stretch of time between when Carol Danvers changed her name from Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel. Right. And actually, a, a big stretch of time between when Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel title was no longer used. Exactly. Before she decided to pick it up. And then a, ni- a nice long chunk of time between when she dropped Ms. Marvel and when Kamala picked up Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I think there that is real. That really helps when you get a situation with. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this. I haven't actually read it. Uh, but when X twenty three takes over for Wolverine, it feels like it's just a, a passing of a baton immediately. Yeah, that doesn't really. Fe- it's it like, felt oh, like you gotta have a Wolverine. Yeah, it you feels, might as well. <laughs> it really feels like why are we putting so much value <laughs> on these trademarks in universe? Mm-hmm. Um, granted, she is of course his daughter, and there's a bunch of things yeah. in there. And then you know, <laughs> there's a, yeah, it, like I could see why she might want to take over the. And the same thing with with uh, Falcon taking up Captain America and putting it down again and picking it up and putting it down like you could do it well or you could kind of just mm-hmm. half it uh, and it half ass it and this is what i think falcon at least getting the, getting the uh the title of captain america i i accept it i mean i would say that because that was a you know it was like a formal change it's like i can't steve rogers was i can't be captain america anymore right i am passing it on to you and we talked about this in the last podcast but the, I, I have more problem with why he stopped. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with Captain America. You're young again. I mean, take this. Captain America, well, I mean, he, still, he was old. I think Still Goes Down is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. I mean, I've, I've always loved reading him. And I think the last two times that they decided to replace him, I think it was done fairly well. Right, right, right. Basically the same way both times. Right. I feel like there's a way of doing these things well, and there's a way of honoring the fact that you are going to reset the button every once in a while, Mm. and then there are ones that are more frustrating, and it it also seems to go up and down in cycles, where somebody will be very upset about the one, the all-new version, for example, uh, uh, New 52, which was uh, not well-received, well, arguably, It 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 was mixed received, but... Rebirth seems to be doing a relatively good job. People seem to be liking it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Marvel Now versus the Marvel Legacy. Yeah. And we'll have to we'll wait and see. I'm going to break my own rule and I'm going to say one thing about Rebirth. Okay. So like, the reason I think you're getting positive responses to Rebirth is because Rebirth is basically about the DC Comics characters realizing that there is something completely screwed up about the continuity of their timeline (laughs) and universe and trying like hell to figure out what exactly is going on. It's like, it's like they just noticed that everything got screwed up and they're trying to fix it. That being said, we're talking about legacy. Right. So let's, let's actually dig in and talk a little bit about legacy. Yeah. Uh, Ken, let's, let's start with your initial impressions. You're, you're going in on this with a relatively blank slate. What do you think? I, I guess because not reading anything leading up to it, uh, just the opening story, it took me a second to realize that these were original gods that were focusing on in the beginning of this tale. 
Mm-hmm. It could be, yeah. To, to a degree. It, it, it's interesting and vague enough that I'm curious to see how the, all this can go. And then as it unfolds, we see how this prologue story is meeting up with some of the other characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, again, being out of it for a little bit. I mean, me trying to understand where all these characters are, are currently at. It was it was okay, and I, I can kind of see how this is a start of a new reboot for, for Marvel. Um, the triumvirate of uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and uh, Thor, and what's the, what are they called? Iron, Iron? Ironheart is what, uh, she, is what Riri Williams is going by. Ironheart. Yeah. Um, seeing them together was fun. Uh, seeing the, the back and forth of uh, Thor and Captain America possibly making out after the battle was done, I thought was interesting. Yeah, they're kind of an item now. Okay. Um, Think of that that sentence. Thor and Captain, Captain America, America are kind of an item yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and then the moment where they kind of realize that this is probably going to be one of the last times that they're battling together. You know, they're, they're coming to grips that things are, I guess, changing. Uh, wow. Sam realizes that, you know, Steve Rogers is back. Right. You know, and that it seemed like this was kind of like this last thing is going to be one of his swan songs as Captain America. You know, it's been going on for uh, in in that status quo for a little while now. It didn't occur to me that we've got the the big three at the core of the Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man and Thor uh, and their new equivalents there have been running around running the Avengers for a little while. And it didn't occur to me that none of them are a white male. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Which is impressive. And I, I give them kudos for doing that diversity thing and never pointing it out. Sure. Never sure, yeah, doing yeah. jumping jacks and saying, Hey, look at how diverse we are. <laughs> you know, it, it literally took me this long to say, Oh, wow. Yeah. The comments yeah. on this podcast might, might be disagreeing with you, but we'll see. Oh, we don't generally <laughs> attract that many, uh, trolls. Um, uh, yeah, I I agree that it does feel like a pre- really comfortable stepping on point where, yeah, where I don't know say, what's happening. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I needed to know what was happening. You no, know, like I got an idea that this was going on, but obviously this is becoming the end of something. Mm-hmm. You know, just by how the dialogue was going. The one thing that did kind of throw me off is Roberto Reyes as Ghost Rider. Uh huh. Not realizing that he <laughs> actually is the Ghost Rider now. Um, that's actually that's, pretty interesting. That was the thing I was talking about, the possible big just random retcon that nobody mentioned because he's not. Yeah, because I remember, I, I, I think I read the first issue and I remember reading articles and I could have sworn that his incarnation of Ghost Rider was a different demon. Yeah, and, and actually, actually it was a was, ghost. It was, it was a uh, the spirit... Or whatever of a uh, a mass murdering drug dealer really? who uh, who inhabited him and made a deal trying to use him as a uh, as a tool to influence the physical world and get his vengeance. That's interesting. For the people that double crossed him, but that was before the whole universe colliding thing that may have rewritten part of Marvel universe. That's what I'm trying to remember. It, it was was it? Yeah, it definitely okay. was. And since and then, certainly we it's, have, it's before the Cosmic Cube events. Yeah, and it was, and it came out, uh, and it was before Robbie Reyes made his uh, film Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe debut in Agents of Shield, the TV show, yeah. uh, where he seems pretty clearly to be Ghost Rider, the actual the spirit Ghost Rider. Right. They don't answer whether or not there are other Ghost Riders, although I think they may have mentioned that there there have been other Ghost Riders in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but not like if there's a. a, a 
a, a Nick Cage ghost rider somewhere out there riding a motorcycle yeah. and uh, mugging for the camera. We don't know, but uh, it's it does seem like he is the ghost rider. In this book, it also feels like, yeah, he is a ghost rider, yeah. and in fact, he does gain the ability of the pennant stare. Yeah, and he is shocked by it. Right. It's not something that he knows he can do. And that's the only thing that gives me a glimmer of hope, because it's possible that something has happened that has changed, and now he has actually assumed the mantle of the spirit of vengeance for whatever reason. Right. So right. I'm hoping we get an explanation to it, but otherwise it's the exact kind of change that I hate. Right. So <clears throat> from my perspective, as someone who is a little caught up on what was going on in the history of, in the recent history of Marvel, um, I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And I don't know about how much of that makes me an old fogey. And I like the resetting of the status quo. Um, part of it is that I feel more like I can handle this because it's not a really complicated situation where I'm running into. I think in the uh, the last, uh, the, is, uh, the what was it? It was a, uh, I think it was uh, with uh, uh, it, uh, God Secret Empire. Yeah. In the last few issues of Secret Emperor, there were multiple characters walking around. I think named Ant Man. I th- I'm almost positive of that. There was a couple of characters who were constantly being referred to by the Supernatural, and there were different iterations of them. Well, there was a and giant like, man, there was an ant man, and then there was black ant. And there's always like there's always a little bit of that in Marvel, but like it got to the point where like I can't follow this. It's too <laughs> complicated. I'm not going to pick up a, a 20 different lines and try to catch up. Yeah. So this felt a little bit like I was going to be given, um, and it's something we haven't really discussed. I wanted to bring it up, but maybe I could bring it up now, is one of the things that I'm upset about when we relaunch these characters as all new versions is I feel like it does hurt diversity in that we don't get new characters. We just Mm. get new versions of those same old characters. Instead of getting a new African-American or uh, superhero, we get Spider-Man, but he's black. Mm. And I'm like, "Ah, that's okay. But like... There are characters out there that I'd like to see characters from the 90s when this was a big deal. <laughs> you know, like, I would like to see them being used more. And in this case, you know, I felt like we had just had so many different characters who were all the kind of same hero, the same trademark. Yeah. This felt easier for me to grasp onto. Um, and I like the, the the framing device of the long time ago, our legacy was that there were these great beings and they fought on Earth and Earth is really important mm-hmm. and they destroyed a god and they buried the god. I like that as a framing device, not only because it, it's a nod to the legacy of Marvel Universe, yeah. uh, but also because it's super comic booky. I like the yeah. ancient Kirby god buried underneath the planet right, who's rising right. up and doing horrible things. Like That's cool for me. Yeah. I enjoy it. I, I want to have fun reading my comics. I don't want it to all be, you know, socio-political turmoil. Yeah, bizarrely enough, I love the whole Avengers of 1 million BC yeah, I, I, and concept. It's, yeah, it's, I enjoyed that a lot. I Very, very much. And ultimately, the end of it, which is the big, big kind of like thing, the unspoken fear for the, the legacy fans of Marvel and arguably, you know, all the changes that are happening within the House of Ideas is what's going on with the Fantastic Four. And that frame mm-hmm. of this is important. This is our legacy with Val. That I love. I love yeah. that they touched on it. I love it because no one spoiled it. No one hinted at it. It was it, it, it made me feel like, yeah, this is me with decades of 
history in these books. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, are we, are, so we're spoiling the end here now? Yeah, because, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Again, that's what spurned a little question with me. Because um, you don't know what's going on with the Fantastic Four? Well, that, no, I mean, the, f- the book hasn't been around for a while. Yeah. and But no, but you, I think yeah. it's more of a, of a question of what wasn't Secret War supposed to have abolished all these universes? Yeah, you didn't, uh, nobody really understood what happened at the end of Secret Wars. And that yeah. was the part of the problem. Secret Wars, basically what happened there was Doctor Doom became God and collapsed all of reality into one universe. By the end of Secret Wars, uh, Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four essentially undid that. And they they basically started splintering off, or start, started a chain reaction of a multiverse splintering off from the main universe. Okay, so that and, explains why then there is yeah. one at the end so of So the this. multiverse okay. is back now, mm-hmm. has been for several years. So it was only gone for about nine issues of, of Secret Wars. <laughs> and it's really just an excuse to make it so that the, really there are two main Marvel universes. At the time uh, that this started, it was, um, it was the main Marvel universe, and then there was the Ultimate Universe. So they wanted well, to bring those yeah. Ultimate... No, those are the ones that would get their own lines for the most part. It's the the most issue. Most books came out of yeah. the, the regular Marvel universe, and then uh, there was a whole line of Ultimate books that came out in this other one. They were go, doing away with Ultimate. They wanted some of those characters to stay. So, so it was an excuse to fold was. that in, and that's right. the only yeah. reason why this happened. Say what what has been going on with Fantastic Four is at the end of Secret War, they established that the Fantastic Four, that Reed, Sue, and and the Richards family we're going to go out and start charting this new multiverse and and discovering things helping these fledgling universes along with Franklin's power okay uh, and they were all they also had the molecule man basically basically they were recreating the multiverse because they're taking these little fragmentary bubbles that are popping off of the universe and expanding them into full-fledged universes unfortunately they kind of left Johnny Storm and the thing in the lurch you know, it's like, hey, this isn't something that you're going to be doing. Gotcha. One of the things, Frank, you brought up the idea of your your favorite part of the cosmic stuff in Marvel, with the mm-hmm. with, you know, finally the Celestials coming up out of the ground. I like that we got a quick page of a couple panels that brought us back to the cosmic status quo that <clears throat> everyone's looking for Infinity Gems again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This a- is something that's been popping up recently in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they just kind of solidified it in Legacy. So uh, we so we learned what we thought about it. What about uh, somebody who has been reading consistently? What do you, what do you think, Pete? Yeah, I was actually really interested uh, because from my perspective reading it, I didn't think anybody knew would understand at all what was going on. And I was afraid that you wouldn't be able to tell what parts are supposed to be confusing and new, like the Avengers of 1 million BC. Mm. It's like, because we've had no hint about those. They've never been shown. They've, they've never been shown. This is the first first appearance, and I'm sitting there saying, okay, let's, let's discover this. What's going on here? Uh, versus stuff like Doctor Strange talking about how magic died. Magic was wiped out in the universe. Oh, I for, I didn't even <clears throat> notice that. Yeah, was that something that was established? Yeah, he, I, he, he mentions it in passing. And, but it was something that, that was the in fact the that books. he's tr- yeah, and he and talks about the fact that he's he's trying to rebuild it. So uh, an example of that for you is that I would never have thought 
Wolverine's appearance in the book was anything controversial, but for news yeah. articles. Uh, news articles telling me that Wolverine has been dead, and me being kind of like aware of the geek yeah. universe, knowing he had died in the comics, him appearing, I'm like, oh, this is significant for more than just that he has an uh, Infinity Gem. But that's the thing. As somebody who's been reading, mm-hmm. it's like I've been used to uh, seeing old man Logan running around. So for you, it's like and seeing a young Logan. He's not drawn that differently. Like that's yeah. the thing. The, the 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 way he appears in this isn't all that different from the different variations of different artists drawing old man Logan. Right. So I had to reread that a few times, and it wasn't until the uh, he says something about yeah I'm back or something. Yeah. Uh, that that I that I even thought. Oh, I, I guess that's real, Wolverine? So when Natasha, who it turns out is not dead, uh, Ken, mm-hmm. did you know that Natasha died? No, I did not. She died a few issues ago. Yeah. In, Natasha uh, Romanoff, the Black Widow. Yeah, Secra, uh, in Secret Empire. So this has literally been maybe an issue since yeah. she has been dead. Um, uh, when Natasha finds the cocoon or shell of what Wolverine was, it says, oh, you made it. You're alive. Oh, no, no, no. That was Jean Grey. Oh, was that? Yeah, though, yeah. <laughs> Can I see that picture? Yeah, that, that was Young him? Jean Grey from the sixties. Oh, is is this uh, this is Young Jean Grey finding Wolverine? Oh, okay, yes. I well, uh, when you said that was Jean Grey, I thought that was Jean Grey's cocoon. I'm like pretty sure that's not Jean Grey. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, okay, the, the redhead is is, is that's uh, fair enough. That I I just I don't know why I assumed it was. If you've dog. got Wolverine and a redhead in a panel, yeah, odds are it's going to be Jean Grey. She does that's have true. a noticeable X in her uniform too. Yeah. But whatever. So uh, so what? Why was he in a cocoon? That's how he died. Cement? That was he was uh, he was encased in molten. Adamantium. Oh, oh! I just took it that it was a, that it was a um, a shrine or something to him. Nope, <laughs> nope. That was that was him. <laughs> I like. All right, that this we should have only talked about. I thought this it was panel. like a burial plot. We or should something. have only ever talked about this panel. This is great. So, uh, Ken, uh, we got to do this reverse. Let's start off with what we are looking at right here. Yeah. is several panels where um, Jean Grey is looking at like this pedestal with this husk of a split open thing that looks vaguely like Wolverine there's claws in there he looks you know like he was on his knees knees, and it's it's all ripped open evidence that he is back out of this thing that I thought maybe was a cocoon or whatever but what Pete what actually what actually happened is Wolverine was in the middle of a big fight uh ended up you know fighting tooth and nail getting doused covered in uh molten adamantium and Finishing off the bad guys while he's encased in oh. the adamantium and uh, ending in that tragic heroic pose. And then there was a big fight over that Wolverine body slash statue and <laughs> eventually got enshrined there. Apparently, I missed a lot of that. OK, great. So this is what I saw. I'm uh, dimly aware of what was going on. I knew Wolverine was dead. Dead. I knew him coming back was going to be a big deal in this issue. When I saw this, first of all, I did think that Jean Grey was Natasha because she was just killed off in a book. And I was like, oh, clearly they're going to deal with that. Um, no, we think that she's alive for a different reason. OK, great. <laughs> uh, and then it looked like he had been cocooned in something and split himself out and that that like he I, I thought maybe it was something to do with inhumans like did he get hit by one, <laughs> Is one of those Wolverine and inhuman and he got in one of those rock cocoons and now he's cracked out like i had no idea any of this 
happened. I didn't have a real context of what was going on, but at least I think I got most of it. Let's go over to Ken. What the hell did you think? I followed the literal narration where it says she tells herself she's come here to the remote wilds of Canada in order to visit the grave of a fellow X-Man. So I just figured that that was like a tomb, like like an actual grave site. And the fact that where it was split is actually he clawed his way out and tore it open and came out of it. I love that you think that at some point he went to his tomb and he was like, screw the statue. And he just clawed it up a bunch. No, like I thought, I thought no, he, was no, he, buried. he was buried. I thought he was buried in there and clawed himself out and came up through the statue. There was an old statue. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My problem is I, I never understood why I'll anybody admit, assumed was he was fu- dead. <laughs> I, I did think that was a lot funnier when I thought <laughs> you, he just showed up to where there was a statue of himself. It. He was like, screw the statue. That would be great. It doesn't look anything like me. There's like no features at all. Yeah. Where's uh, the hair? I had hair. I have pointy hair. That was my whole thing. That was like 90% of my thing. Yeah, that was most of it. Oh, man. All right, so... That and being short. So, yeah, uh, did did we get most of it right, Pete, though? You said you were worried that somebody who didn't know anything wouldn't would yeah. be lost. Did we get most I, of uh, it? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think you got any plot points wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm impressed that you embraced it as much as you did because I thought it was going to be confusing. I thought you were going to pick up on this. You were going to come into this and not understand. Okay, who are these people and why are they yeah. not Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor? But they are. I think. Uh, I think what you need. I, I'm ready to give my review. If you guys are too, uh, I think what you need for this book to enjoy it is you have to go in with an open mind. You mm-hmm. have to be able to. You have to know that. At one point or other, there's a bunch of Marvel universes that existed and multiple people taking on different yeah. roles of these characters. Some of them are missing in action. Some of them are retired. Some of them are coming back. And here, let, let me ask you, you don't you don't care that you didn't get an explanation for these things directly? I think the exposition was enough for me to kind of understand what's happening and understand that we're going to be moving beyond what we're seeing right now. Okay, so you did you did think that the exposition exposition was enough, satisfying. Right. Yeah. Like for for example, Wolverine is clearly dead and back. I don't really know how and mm-hmm. I don't know if I care how. I'm curious about who this new Wolverine is and why he's different. Yeah. Uh, and like uh like I think Pete said, I'm I'm curious as to why they thought he was dead. Because it seems yeah. like that's the thing Wolverine would definitely survive from. Um, with uh, Iron Man, he's not there. He's still not there. What happened to him? Is he sick? Mm. Oh, What's going he was on? he was in a coma. He was in yeah, a coma, right. but he now he's walked gone. away. Right. So I yeah, that whole thing is confusing, but it seems pretty light. You know, it's like Iron Man was in well, a coma and he's gone now. And, that's, right. yeah. and that explains why we have another Iron Man. Yeah, like that a, made sense to me. Yeah, that was enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, not much of an explanation, but I didn't know a decent amount of what was going on with Thor yeah. beforehand, so maybe not not quite fair. I, I did mention it to Peter yesterday, and the one thing that I did love about stopping reading at one point and then coming back to this, I remember when Jane Foster became Thor. Yeah. And I remember how upset Thor was that he wasn't Thor anymore and it bothered him and he was <laughs> upset and and and, and uh, it's you know I can't think of the word <laughs> despondent yeah and then I picked this book up and I see Thor like the original Thor the Odin son in a bar 
being upset that he's not Thor. Hey, and like, he's, how long has this been going he's, on? He's still, he's still complaining. And, and, and I had and to I'm, explain to Ken that, no, the, we actually just haven't had any character growth so at least, in yeah, Thor yeah, this, so in at the least, intervening time. Yeah, so where Thor's concerned, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm fine. I, yeah. I didn't miss a damn thing. Yep, <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds about right. You missed a lot of stuff. It just, didn't, it just ended in exactly the same place. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, for me, my review is going to be that if you... Uh, if you come in there with an open heart and you're like just saying this is just I'm going to I'm going to get into a new story that's going to have some things I recall and some elements of the new stuff that has happened in the last few years, you will enjoy it. That's a and, that's a really nice sentiment, Frank. Yeah. But that's not how we do reviews here on Near Mint. How do you mean? Why on Near Mint we rate comics. You just read the damn thing. Oh, you mean what the what Yeah, I'm what's your it? grade? I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. So my my feelings are, believe it or not, and I hate doing this on the first issue, I'm gonna give this a near mint. Oh, thank you. I, I'll jump in there. I'm probably gonna go near mint on this, but it's just a hair shy of being good for me. Another near mint. So what what is the what is the, how is it right on the edge? I, what can they miss? To be that? honest, I didn't need the Wolverine reveal yet. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this came out pretty quick, but I feel like uh, they've des- they're really they want to make sure they do good by a lot of people, and there's a lot of people to cut a lot of balls in the air for Marvel. I do yeah. not envy them this job. Pete, your review? Uh well, huh? It's interesting uh, because I mean, this is this is. Uh, the first time back yeah. for near mint in a while, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I, I don't really care about this as a, a jumping on point. I care about advancing the story and wrapping up a lot of the loose threads that have been around and making sense of stuff that's been going on. So I guess it's kind of fitting that we go unanimously near mint. Wow, nice! A three-way near mint. Unanimous near mint Unbelievable. for the of near mint. All right, sounds good. I did have one more thing. Yeah. And I think it's the panel that actually allowed me to give this a near mint. First off, Deadpool killed Phil Col- Coulson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not quite... It, it, it's definitely not remind us to tell you about that sometime. But, but <laughs> the panel with the bullets and everything was like, <laughs> now I remember why I like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh, so I just hope that Marvel can keep up the consistency. I honestly legitimately hope that they not only honor the legacy, but also do something fun with all the cool characters that they have built up in the last few years that they fought tooth and nail with a lot of fans to get out the door, mm-hmm. some of which were were really legitimately awesome. And I want to see how, how this... Uh, this universe evolves from here. Uh, I, I believe it was brought up earlier uh, before we started reviewing the book too about where this was going and that there's new titles coming out and stuff was coming back. There are a couple of things coming out of this that I am excited for, like the the Marvel two and one with uh, Thing, Thing and, and Johnny Storm. Yep. I used to love the old two and ones and um, the Marvel Comics presents and and the whole Spider Man uh, team up. Yeah, I'm you excited know, like, for that. I, I like the idea of bringing that back. And uh, Venom, uh, De- Deadly Protector, was that the name of the title? I believe so. Or, or uh, Lethal Protector. Lethal Protector. Is coming back with art by Mark Bagley. Yes. That's got me stoked. You know, so I mean, there's a couple of good things that we're going to be seeing over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. That are, I'm know, actually excited for Spirits of Vengeance, which uh, yes. first issue dropped today. Yes, it did. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming out of this that is going to be reminiscent of why I loved reading Marvel back in the day. 
Absolutely, and that's I think that's the hope, and I hope the hope carries us through yeah. to like issue oh, two at oh. least. And hey, another ad for comic book today. Guardians of the Galaxy, for all you 90s fans, features a showdown between Richard Ryder, Nova, and Darkhawk. No way. Oh, nice. Yes. Very cool. I can get behind Also that. big for, for fans of the, uh, the oh, nuts, the, the cosmic operas from the mid-2000s. Yes. Which were, uh, oh, what yeah. were they? I uh, forget Lo- Lobo M and Les Mis. <laughs> oh, you're right. Thank yeah. you, Frank. No, no well, the, wait, uh, the the Infinity series, like not the, the Infinity series. What came what, the the stuff that led to the new Guardians of the Galaxy? It's not oh. Invasion, Annihilation, Annihilation. That's right. The Annihilation right. series. Yes. All right. So that was three <clears throat> near mints for Marvel Legacy: The The Return. That's really exciting. We're gonna take a brief break, and when we come back, some quickie reviews. Near Mint, wow, what an exciting show. Three New Year Mints in a row. Marvel Legacy 1 seems pretty cool. It doesn't seem like we're going to get a Legacy number 2. It, it doesn't appear that way. Um, I don't, it, and if it is, I don't think it's going to be right away. Right. Most of these stories, I mean, a, a lot of the book was set up with different art teams right. from the books that are co- going forward, the ongoing books going forward. And nods to say, if you want to hear more, read on the next issue of this. Yeah. So the Ghost Rider story can continue on in Ghost Rider, right. Doctor Strange, and mm-hmm. Tales of the Doctor Strange. Right. Uh, even Steve Rogers being back and what's going on with him and that little blurb, we'll probably see all that coming. Yeah. So I think exactly. I think they yeah. spot, tended to spotlight enough characters to let you know where their their series are going. But go. I think they I think they did set up enough with the Avengers of One Million BC, uh, which doesn't seem to be directly referenced in anything else Mm the same with the fantastic four uh because the fantastic four are not getting a new book at least right now right johnny storm and the thing might be in yeah they have marvel 2 in one right but the the reed and sue and franklin and val i don't think we'll we'll see much from them in for a while yeah well at least for a little bit i think they're setting up another you know event event right right We'll probably have in a few months. So which books do you, would you, just really quickly, uh, Marvel 2 and 1 would, seems like the one that I, I'm interested in, and maybe Ghost Rider. I think Ghost Rider seems like, uh, I, I like Robbie Ray. Spirits Reyes of now. Vengeance. Spirits of Vengeance. I don't, I don't think, is Ghost Rider getting a, a series again? I don't know, but uh, what about you? What uh, You said Marvel 2 and 1 for yourself. Marvel Ken. 2 and 1, definitely. I'm looking forward to uh, the new Venom, like I said earlier, with, with that creative team. And again, I'll always follow Cap, especially now that Steve Rogers is back. Uh, I am super excited for Guardians the galaxy i i want to see i want to read about the infinity stones oh yeah all right Uh, good one and i am also really excited about the 
new Moon Knight because I will always give Moon Knight oh, another God. chance. They can't have enough Moon Knight number ones. Um, uh, no, it's Moon Knight 188. Whatever. Uh, I don't think he ever had a series that got past 30. And, you know, it's always going to be so. just adding those all up. Well, adding them all up gets to 188. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, there is uh, always going to be... Uh, the hope that Sleepwalker comes back? Yes. No, I meant that no one interests in any, more, in any mutant book. God, we really got burned on mutants, didn't we? What's going on? A little bit. Huh. All right. Cool. Uh, so we're going to do a quick uh, roundtable for reviews for things that are not necessarily Marvel. Let's go. Who wants to go first? Uh, Pete, you're the longest. Oh, never mind. You have food in your mouth. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, okay, okay. All right, go. I'll do it. I'll do it. <clears throat> okay. Lately, I have been reading uh, something that's got me, my appetite whetted for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, Marvel's been putting out Road to the Last Jedi, or Journey to the Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Um, much like they did Journey to The Force Awakens mm-hmm. uh, with the, the prequel stuff. Right, all starring Bing Crosby. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's mm. Road to oh, The I'm Last sorry. Jedi. All right, I'm uh, sorry. It's all musicals, and it's Dean exciting. Martin and Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. No. So what Marvel book are you reviewing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Wars Marvel book. All right, good, good enough. It's outside of the Marvel Universe. It's different. It's, 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 it's baby steps for me, okay? Wait until the Fantastic Four get there. Oh. oh that would be amazing. Oh. Oh yes, my it God. Would. Right. But this is focusing on one of the big unanswered questions from The Force Awakens. How did Captain Phasma get off of Starkiller Base? Oh, interesting. So this is the journey to The Force Awakens, Captain Phasma. It's actually very good. It's it's kind of a flimsy premise. All right. I, I, all, all my false bravado ahead. It's like, okay, we'll just assume she gets off. Mm. But it answers that question pretty quickly. Cool. And then begins to tackle a whole other story that you didn't even see coming. Oh, that's neat. And so I think I think they did a great job of taking a loose thread from the movie and spinning a new story out of it that won't. I'm sure it won't have any real impact on. That's fine. It doesn't all have but to it's, be. I mean, and that it's great. Because right. it doesn't matter if you didn't read it. Is it a one shot or no? It's it's a it's a, it's a mini series. I think it's uh it's either four or six issues. I don't remember. I, I'd be uh. interested because I mean, no offense. I mean, I don't think I, we got a lot yeah. of that character in the the last movie it, anyway. Yeah. It was all look and no. It, and it, yeah. this does flesh her out a lot. I That's I, cool. I respect her a lot more as a character Good. after reading just the first two issues. I like to hear that. All right, mine is going to be a DC book. Uh, now, many of you uh, know by now that DC has somehow been given permission to do Hanna-Barbera books, oh, that's right. which are insane. Warner Brothers, man, it's all the it's same company. insane, like these Scooby books. Scooby-Doo Apocalypse and stuff and like there's that. There's like a very weird Friendstones book, which is apparently amazing, but the book that I'm really getting into now is, it's only in their second issue as of now. I, I, knew, it. I knew you would love this. Dastardly and Muttley. Oh. Uh, I don't, I, how do I describe this? It's like a caper f- f- book in a way, and like a spy thriller. Uh, they <laughs> I was are hoping to ge- be like a buddy road movie. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. There. Uh, so Dastardly and Muttley, if you don't remember, Warner Brother, uh, Hanna Barbera cart- uh, cartoon characters, uh, Snidely Whiplash. Well, well kind yeah. of style with a Dick twisty dastardly, mustache. Dick Dastardly. Is, is that, yeah. yeah, that kind of uh, that a trope villain. Yeah, uh, and his snickering dog. <laughs> that Muttley, um possibly most famous for catch the pigeon i don't know if the you wacky races was wacky it? they were one of the people in wacky races as well 
Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, the in Catch the Pigeon, and uh, the uh, no, that's actually the that's the theme song. It's Dick yeah. Dastardly and his Flying Machines. I think was the name of the cartoon. Yeah. Anyways, um, they were in they were pilots in a plane trying to catch an enemy pigeon who was like this courier pigeon, and I think World War One, because uh, it's the last World War you can make jokes about, except for Hogan's Heroes, which gets a mulligan, I guess. Anyways, so there are jet pilots in this book. Yeah, uh, there is a terrorist. Uh, like nerve agent gas that destroys the laws of physics, makes people act like cartoons. Wow. Sort of in the book. So if you get hit with it, like you, you can. If you get shot and you're affected by this this uh, this gas, you will have a giant hole in your chest. You won't die because you're like a cartoon, but you're in the what's effectively a real world. So people are looking at you with a giant hole in your. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane. It is just crazy. Um, uh, Garth Ennis is the writer, <laughs> so of course. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the most messed up thing. That of is all. the. Uh, it is great. Pick it up. I I highly recommend it. Uh, uh, what was your review on uh, Phasma? Oh, I didn't give mint, one, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm gonna, you know mint yeah, mint on I, that minty fresh. I'll say mint, uh, dastardly and muttly. Ken, uh, I also have a DC Comics uh, book, which is also a joint venture with Boom Studios. All right, cool. Uh, in the vein that they did a couple of years ago, it's a Green Lantern story. Okay, good. Another one where it's Planet of the Apes Green Lantern. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's Ken. Uh, I loved a couple years back, ago. Ken. Yeah, a couple <laughs> years ago, you know, they did Star Trek Planet of the Apes, that was great, and then DC did Green Lantern Star Trek, which was great. So why not just bring them all together? Yeah, and that makes this all get your yellow handcuffs off of me, you <laughs> there damn dirty is, Oh there no, is something almost oh. similar to that at this point. Oh wow, it's an interesting story. I'm not going to go too involved with it, but essentially, um, there was the original uh, Ring Guardian, yeah, uh, who was exiled off to another dimension because. Dave, I think. Yeah, because uh, he, it was deemed too powerful and actually made him psychotic and ultimately killed him. But the original ring encompassed all of the, the, the power of, of, of the uh, spectrum. Oh, okay. Back to the spectrum. Got it. Um, and he was cast aside and died. Sinestro went looking for it, and you find out that the dimension that this body went to was to the planet of the apes. Ah, I see. Interesting. Um, Hal Jordan goes uh, goes after uh, trying to, to to find the ring and to defeat Sinestro, and ultimately the person who does find the ring is Cornelius, oh. and it's glorious. It, it drives him <laughs> insane, but all he wants to do is good. Uh, all right, and all he wants to do is prevent all the um, the the the, uh, the oppression sequels and, and well, remakes. Well, actually, he wants it to to oh, tear apart yeah. the original way that that their planet works. They want to get rid of the hierarchy with Doctor oh, Zayas. Man, and, man, he's taken down the the, the yeah. hierarchy. Cornelius versus Zayas? No, <laughs> and it, it's actually a very very interesting concept, a very fun read. And believe it or not, the last issue leaves you on a cliffhanger. So oh, I'm man. assuming we're going to be getting a sequel. Bork. One question. Yeah. To it. Please tell me. Uh, that uh, Zira, right? Yeah. Please tell me she doesn't end up in a refrigerator. No. Okay, oh, good. No, no, That's no. a deep cut. No. But um, it could be deeper. All right, so uh, what are you going to rate it? I will go near mint on this one. Oh, we almost had a full mint on the yeah, no. uh, ancillaries. That's okay. So maybe the next time we do one of these shows, we will find the next best thing, which is three pours. I really I do enjoy the pours. So thanks, Ken, yeah. for coming back. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pete, for uh, walking us through the legacy of Marvel Legacy. I did a bad job. And thank me for um, just being me. You're being awesome, Frank. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned for something. We were talking about.
No, this is the next episode. Yeah, do that. Uh, you don't have to wait. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.